Hi there, everybody. Garen and Jordan back talking about Garen's message from April 10th about um, approaching God and the subjective guilt that we allow to get in the way of that. And so, Garen, you kind of brought in some good imagery on this one and some ideas that I think hit everybody. And so I was excited to hear this. Um, you probably thought this was pretty important for us to hear as well. Yes, because I know it was huge in my life. This is one of the most important things I learned that changed how I related to God. And then, like I said, during the Identity Series, I had several people at coffee who were like, I love the identity, and I'm his child. This is what keeps me from approaching him, and it was this thing. And I'm like, I need to teach on this then. So I decided that I would do this. You started us off with that really good... Um, imagery of the the arrows going in different directions and the cross growing and basically when our when we're getting closer to God our awareness of sin is getting greater but then God's uh, our awareness of God's holiness is also getting greater yes. and in that we're able to let Jesus fill that gap when we lean fully on Him yeah. to bring us into yep. God's and presence and He just gets what He did in the cross gets larger and larger to me yeah and His grace gets larger and it means more and more yeah to it us. means more and more and I realize how much it cost and that that it was yeah. all Him right that all of that grows and we're gonna talk about how we diminish that in our lives later but I mean ideally that's what it looks like ideally yes that it gets bigger and bigger as we walk more with yep. Him and our sin hurts us more and more. And we want uh-huh. to be in relationship right. with him because yes. we know what it costs you yes. to pay for that. Right. So you talked about two kinds of guilt. One, objective, which is like legal standing. Yep. Like we are legally guilty before God because right. of our sin, right. which is right. I mean, that is correct and true um, before Jesus pays for it. But then you talked about subjective guilt, which I hadn't really thought about. But these are just feelings of internal guilt or shame that we have over our sin, mm-hmm. which I think are natural They're for natural. us. They're natural, and he, bu- he built us to have them. They're and good it's not like you're wrong for having nope. it. Nothing but wrong. a lot of times we let that keep us from God's presence when we shouldn't. Yeah. They're, they're intended to draw me to Him and to come and be like in humility, oh, Father, I'm sorry, you've paid for all of this, you know, I'm here for you, but forgive me for that. But what we do is we over, because our, our, our desires and our emotions are screwed up, sorry, can I say that? Disordered, right? <laughs> and they become too big and they become a barrier, and that's not how He intended it, but that's, and we can talk in a minute about why, but... Right, yeah. that, but they become a barrier, and that's not what he meant for them to be. Correct. You took us to Hebrews ten nineteen through 22, and in verse 19 it says that we can confidently enter God's presence because of what Jesus did, and that's the, that's the objective guilt side, right? Like legally we are allowed in his presence because yeah. our sin's been paid for. And even I, th- I think it applies to the subjective, because I think to me that's that daily approach in prayer is what he's talking about, is the daily approach. Mm, okay. I said it more clearly second service, but... A lot of Hebrews is about that objective guilt, that his cross once for all time took care of my guilt. But in this text, he's actually talking about that daily approach to him, and that I can confidently come every day, and the reason I can come is because he has has already taken care of that. Right. I just need to live into it. So in verse 22, again, it says he cleansed us from a guilty conscience, meaning that subjective guilt that we feel and put on ourselves. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to stop going to first service because that's the one you... <laughs> that's where uh, That's I, like right. your test run. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go to second because that's, that's where it's run. polished. That's where it gets better. Yeah. Dang, yeah. all those first service people are getting messed up. <laughs> getting yeah. I know. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so objective, subjective guilt, Hebrews 10, 19 through 22 says that Jesus paid for both of those. Sometimes we have this subjective guilt and it's like, why do I feel like this is 
keeping me out of God's presence? Why, why is he able to do that? And you said that it's actually because of pride yeah. that when we rely on ourselves to be the determining factor of whether or not we're, we feel allowed in God's presence yeah. that day, that's prideful. Because yeah. on the one side, if we did great, man, I earned it, and yep, that's pride. I earned it. And on the other hand, if I feel crappy and I feel like I'm not allowed in God's presence, that's also pride. It's because of you, right? Because it's it's up to me then, yeah, right? it's up to you. And it's the truth is it's really not. Yeah, that's what we think. We think it's up to you. I've got to fill up. People can't see this, but I have to fill up some of that that divide, that quotient of my righteousness. Like, man, I want to add. I just want to add some mm-hmm. of that. And I want some of that to be me that I'm coming to him. And he's like, none of it's you. It's all Jesus. Yeah. But it, that our pride doesn't want to admit that. And then you talked about pride leading to merit-based spirituality and performance-based spirituality. Can you talk about maybe the subtle difference between those and how we tend to feel those in our daily lives? Yeah. Are they the same thing? It's the same thing. Okay. It's just I want to earn, I want to ha- I want to have merit for my goodness. Uh-huh. So I perform and it's like I just want to you know, I just want to be part of me being good enough for God. Right. It it keeps people from being saved because they want they want it to be about their goodness. I think a lot of us come to faith and we, okay, I come to Jesus in faith, but then after I become a Christian, that kind of comes back in like subtle ways that I still feel like I need to be good enough. Right. And so we're bringing that, and that to, that to me, the why this is so important. All we talk about is objective guilt all the time as well. Yeah, faith by grace, faith by grace there. But when we get to the Christian life, we can get so much into performance-based spirituality that we don't realize that the cross actually applies to my daily, my coming to Him in prayer, and that subjective side. And I think it's easy for that to sneak in, because we don't think of the gospel as not just being ABCs of the faith, but the A to Zs, and it applies as much now as it did then. Yeah. Because that's what we almost always talk about it as, it's the verdict. Oh, just, you're justified, you're declared innocent. That's all we talk about the gospel, we don't talk about it much applying to our daily life. Hmm. And I, you know, I do a lot more now, and I know you do, we both, you and I both talk about repenting and believing, even as a Christian, just because we're trying to get that into our daily life too, and not just... Yeah. But yeah, we want to fill that up. We want to be part of the right... Well, I want to bring some of my righteousness to it, because then I feel good about myself. And, you know, so in your diagram, these arrows are going away from each other at like a 45-degree angle, and the cross is getting bigger. But when we live that merit or performance-based spirituality, you drew a, a straight parallel line to the bottom of the page, and it's just straight across, and the cross has no more chance to grow because of what you're trying to yeah, add to I'm, it. Yeah, I'm diminishing my sinfulness. Yeah. I'm not wanting to admit it, and I'm wanting to add to that righteousness thing in the middle that connects me to God, and so I'm, what I'm doing is I'm diminishing and minimizing the cross and His grace. Hmm. I think for me, merit and performance-based spirituality felt different. Maybe merit to me was more like, I'm a student pastor, I've been a Christian for 20 years, I've led people to Christ, like, look at what I have done and look at the name I've built for myself, and God's got to be impressed with my name and my accolades. And then maybe performance is more like on those days where I feel like I'm not enough, maybe I'll give a little extra or maybe I'll do something extra nice. And I think, yeah, they're, I mean, they're the same thing ultimately. It's yeah. trying to be It's good only enough. about earning. Yeah, it's being good enough. It's about me trying to bring some of my righteousness to the table. Yeah. And God's like, you don't bring it to the table. It's Man. all Jesus. So the burning question all 35 of our listeners want to hear again. <laughs> Is where where do you fall on the performance based spirituality? Because you surely don't struggle with this. You just speak to us sinners about it. But like, yeah, what are ways that you feel pressure to add a little bit and diminish the cross in your life? If you would share something, yeah. So for me, with this specific thing, which I was trying to do yesterday of like coming before the Father, that doesn't bother me. This that chapter, this this passage of scripture. 
really convince me that when I come to Jesus, to the Father in prayer, it's only on the blood. So bad days don't affect my prayer life, good days don't affect... I, you still feel a little guilt, but generally they don't. I mean, where I get into the performance merit-based stuff is just where is more for maybe his approval or his smile. I think, you know, he smiles more when I'm good enough. So for me, it's more kind of how does he look at me? Yeah. But as far as this really, for me, was transformative in my prayer life to where that I, I just don't, it doesn't, I don't ever cower in prayer anymore. Like, I can't come to you because I wasn't good enough. Right. This really helped me with that in a very profound way at a point in time. But for me, it's more, does God just smile on me generally in my life? That's where oh, I struggle I with that huh. more. That's why the and that's what a lot of identity stuff was about. Yeah. Is that I'm his beloved child. I need to hear that all the time. So you were talking about freedom of self forgetfulness yesterday, and we had copies. And we're trying to give it away, and the the point of that book is that the verdict is in, and you can't change how God feels about you yep. in the best way possible. Right. You can't lose it. You can't add to it. And so for you. What you're saying is, I declare that over my life. I have walked out of the courtroom. Jesus paid the debt. It's done. I'm done trying to be good enough or to be pulled back in to prove that I am good enough. It's over for me because Jesus has already done it. And that's the freedom in the title. Yeah. And so we, right. can, we can live that out when we really believe it and, uh, and approach God in that yeah. way. And if you haven't gotten the book, get it and read it. Because for me, it's a once-a-year read. I think it's that way for you, Yeah, too, it right? is. It's really good. Yeah. In fact, you were talking about it, and I sat behind one of my leaders in church yesterday. That we just went through it in January, and as you as you brought it out, she leaned over to her friend, and I saw her lips say, "That book is so good." And so, people who read it, we really yeah. do. We believe in it. Yeah, like, and it's that's awesome. why we give it to people. Yeah. I give it to people. You give it, and I'm like, man, after that identity, we need to make this. Available. We don't have a book deal. We're not making money on this thing. No, it's, we're actually losing money. Yeah, we're, we're actually losing we're money. Losing money, <laughs> but it's worth it. And I think it's coming out of my salary. <laughs> so I think the finance company's like, Garen, when we lose money on books, that's out of your salary. You're man, so worth it though. <laughs> not really. The finance committee hasn't said that. I, I don't. I'm just being yeah. Funny. You don't need to email yeah, don't in. Want, and, don't need to email a Don UC okay. and talk to him about uh, about that. Okay, let's see. Something else we want to touch on was the feelings train. And if you haven't heard this, it was such a good illustration just about how we tend to kind of drive the feelings train in reverse and yep. let our feelings determine our faith and what we feel, believe about God. And, and then that determines the facts about our lives. When yep. in reality, when the train's going the right way, um, facts, what is real... Yep leads it, yep. and that determines, that's the lens through which we see God, yes. which is truth, and then our feelings are pulled along into yeah. that. And then the faith is, I trust that, I believe it, and right. I act on it, and my, I know my feelings will eventually follow yeah. suit. So in this particular thing, again, for me, it's like, I'm so I come to, let's say I had a really bad day yesterday, and it's time for my morning quiet time, my prayer, that when I come to the Father... And I'm like, man, I kind of am feeling unworthy. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Hebrews 10, 19, 22. I read it and I'm like, I'm not coming on the basis of how I've done. It's only in Jesus' blood. So I'm like, Father, I'm coming. So I trust that. I trust that text. I'm like, Father, I feel a little unworthy right now, but you know what? That doesn't matter. It's Jesus' blood. And so I'm putting my faith and I'm going to come to you with, with a sense of boldness because it's all about you. And then those feeling that guilt stuff quits getting into your prayer life as much. And that's what I found. Dude, you're on fire with the axioms because you just said one. You didn't realize it. Another one? It's not about what I've done. It's all about Jesus' blood. Dude, that's a good one. And then I wrote one down you had yesterday. You said, it's enough for me. It's my only plea. Talking about Jesus' blood. 
And then a few weeks ago, it was really, what was it? It was... Um, oh, pleasure and Treasure or something. Oh, yeah, something about Pleasure and Treasure. It, it's my pleasure to display the treasure. Talking about, like, God in you. And I, so <laughs> we got to, like, order some hats and shirts, man. You, yeah, and definitely get the 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 copyright on those. This is so some Garen... get payment I think Garen wear, a G with a circle, would be, like... <laughs> that would sell. I'd, I'd buy some Garen wear. But, dude, don't you feel like this train... I, that's why I talk about it so much. It's helped me. Don't you feel like... That is so huge in the Christian yes. life. Well, and especially in 2022 when everything is feelings dominated. Yeah. I mean, just listen to anyone talk, even even Christians. Well, I feel like this. Yeah. Or my feeling is this. And it is so prevalent in the way we speak because it is one of those undercurrents that is quickly becoming, I don't know what's more than an undercurrent, an overcurrent. It's becoming an overtone of society where like feelings yes, are, right. it's no longer implicit. It is explicitly yes, said. Feelings explicit. feelings rule you, follow your feelings. And uh, so even in even in the church, we feel that because we live in that, uh, that economy. And so it wears on us. Yeah. So yeah, facts have never been more important than, uh, than they are right now, for sure. And not to say feelings don't matter. It doesn't, that's not that and, they don't matter. Because God made you with feelings. Yes. They matter. But they're disordered. Which is why I talked about the week before. I can't trust them to guide my life. Right. I've got to trust. I got to have that, like the pilot thing. I've got to have an instrument panel outside of me that is constant, that's yeah. absolute. Right. And that's the word of God. Sure. And that's the fact. And then I got to put my faith in it, and I got to obey it, and then the feelings will come. I can't let the feelings yep. drive my train right now. It's not about um, throwing feelings away. It's about putting them in the proper order. Yep. So that's huge. Okay, um, quickly as we wrap up, you, at least in first service, once again, first service I know, gets, first the shaft, service gets the shaft, dude. I'm coming at 11. Yeah. Because first service, you're like, oh, I got a cool story, guys, but I can't tell it. So <laughs> quickly, because I think we only have about five minutes left on this episode, but what was your, what was your cool well, story? Well, one, it was, it was a way to get the Jayhawk Championship in. But oh, well, then we have I, all the time in the world. So what it was, I had, I had found on the internet uh, a... Uh, somebody had an image that anytime you go to a sporting event, like like so the the NCAA championship, people to get in, other than the, the people that are paying, everybody else has to have credentials, right? And the credentials are different colors, and they'll actually say on them what you're allowed to be in, and you're just limited to that. And so the credentials are really limiting. And it had a, somebody I'd gotten off the internet had all these credentials to a sporting event, and all the different kind of credentials. And But what was really cool is one of the credentials that very few people get is called All Access. And those people, they can go anywhere in that whole stadium. They can go to the KU locker room. They could have gone to the Tar Heels locker room. They could get anywhere. Anytime a guard saw them, oh, All Access, they would let them in. And so what I was, I kind of was ending by, uh, by just saying that what's really cool for me is that Jesus, the credential that he gives me, when I come to faith in him, it's not a limited access. It's an all. I have an all-access credential to Him, and there's nothing that keeps me away because it's all His blood. And in my salvation, I get all access. And when I come to Him every day in prayer, it's all access, and the cross is on it, and it's His blood. And it has nothing to do with how good I was yesterday or today. It's the all-access is His blood. So that was kind of what the story was. So sorry for service. To... No, it's okay. It's good, and that's absolutely true. And and the good news about the cross being our access to God is that it's sufficient, and it's the same every day. Yep. So it never runs out. It's never fluctuating in its effectiveness. It's it's dependable because it's outside of us, which is really good. The final thought I came away with, and maybe you can say that's good or you missed it, Jordan, was basically that we keep ourselves out of God's presence with our with our subjective guilt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that there's really nothing 
keeping us out once we know Jesus and he is our pathway to God. There's nothing keeping us away other than our own guilty conscience. And Hebrews 10, 19 through 22 says that Jesus took care of that. And so I need to get over my pride and even when I don't feel like it, submit to God's word and say, I'm going to, I'm going to do this duty until it feels like a delight uh, because that's what a marriage is. That's what a covenant relationship is. And uh, I got to trust myself less and trust God's word more. Yep. And in that way, I will, I will grow in You'll him. grow in confidence and grow in boldness, which yeah. is how I want you to come. So, And the other thing, I just that's a great wrap-up. I'd also say, since we brought up the whole first service thing, we, are, we could use some more people in second service, so if this drives more people to second service, yeah, to, it'd be great to hear the better version of the sermon. So the cat's out of the bag. I don't think anybody knew that. But you preached, you know, you, you kind of tweak things before services, so... Are you going to release some exclusive content to just second service? <laughs> yeah, is that how you're going to get people idea. to... That like all access or limited access. Right. First service is limited access. Second service, we should do that. Like extra content. They get the code word every, the password every. every there you week go. For... <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I had a joke that I'm not going to tell on here. Maybe I'll tell you afterwards and see if it was okay to tell. Um, I think that's all we got. All right, man. This was so good. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday, bring and a uh, bring a friend, please. Did we give out the cards, the invite your friend Uh postcards? So hopefully you do that. I'm sure there'll be something on social media you can share as well. But going to be such a clear presentation of the gospel, and uh, we're really excited for it. Yep, very excited. Okay, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.